You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. It's my favorite kind of episode. So one of us has said something and everybody lost their minds. I'm just glad. I'm just glad the heat's off me, Mike. Yeah, usually it's you. <laughs> usually you say something. And, the, and the bold everyone, but yeah. the the controversial but brave thing. You yeah. were controversial but brave last week. I believe I was extremely brave in saying how I felt about Ryan Gosling. Uh, I do not regret it. Um, I do want to make a slight correction because with with just language is is super important. I said he can't act. I didn't say he was a bad actor. I don't want to give him credit as being an actor. He can't act. (laughs) Like a bad actor to me is Ryan Reynolds. He does one thing. He does one thing really well. That means he's an actor, but he's kind of bad at it because he can't play multiple roles. Ryan Gosling isn't even at that level. So I just wanted to clear that up for everyone because some people say, oh, you're saying he's a bad actor. No, no, no. He can't act. Just want to clear that up. Taylor, he doesn't right even deserve the title. The, the title. <laughs> actor. Well, Mike, before we start this episode, I better mention this because We've I already started this episode, Taylor. Well, you know, before <laughs> we die, I meant before we dive into the hate mail. Yes. Yeah. Um, I want to clarify my position. <laughs> oh, there's actually several fan questions about that taylor um okay, how, people how feel like feel? yeah and people feel like you've been misrepresented here so um and not represented <laughs> enough so yeah no there's quite a few defensive you which is odd but anyway yeah there's tons of fan questions actually about you so okay well i just want to start my piece by um also offering a clarification I completely forgot until Nicole's dad messaged me on Instagram. <laughs> Nicole, our TIFF correspondent, Ted, of course. Ted emailed me and said, or Instagrammed me and said, Ryan Gosling, hometown boy, customer of Charcoal Pit. So I completely forgot that Ryan Gosling like grew up in the city that I grew up in. And we do consider him a, a hometown boy. His mother... Uh, from my understanding, worked at our hospital like her whole oh. career um, uh, when she was working. And um, I've seen him at a local restaurant. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I, I have to be pro Ryan just for the Ugh. very fact that, um, you know, like <laughs> it would be like any celebrity that's from your small town. You gotta, you gotta root for them. But we'll, I'll. It's, it's more complicated than that, obviously. So yeah. we'll dive in when with the fan yeah. questions. But I, I just, did. I wanted to offer a clarification. I grew up in Burlington. Ryan Gosling went to high school in Burlington. His mother worked at our hospital. I've seen him before. <laughs> so I, all important things. Yes, I just, I again, I will take back everything I said. And just change it to he was a bad actor or he can't act up until blank if he he you know has a stellar performance in something. I'm just really concerned because he's playing the main character in my favorite book in a movie coming up. 
And I just don't know how that's going to go because he's done the same thing. Look at the picture I put on Instagram and it's four of the same facial expression. Now, fair, he's on like the red carpet. I was going to say, that's not, that's not fair. Oh, fine. You know what, Taylor? I, fine. I will find four stills from four different movies and I still bet you that he'll be giving the same face because that's what he does. He has the same emotional range as a cardboard cutout. That's just what he does. And I'm concerned for for an IP that I really love and I don't want it to be bad. And I, I, hey, I want him to be successful. But up until this point, he has done nothing to warrant the buzz that, that he has. Well, Mike, did you do your homework and watch um, True Believer and Murder by Numbers over the weekend? I, I have not. Um, I have not rewatched those yet. Um, I did find them, though. I was able to locate them, so they're ready to go. But no, I have not rewatched them yet. Um, I saw Nope this week, and I wanted to kind of focus on that. Um, but I will rewatch some some of that work. I'm also going to rewatch Drive, just because um, of the fan questions. You'll see Drive gets brought up the most, even though my my thing to defeat Drive is he had dialogue and they cut it. So what about that football movie he's in? Remember the Titans? Yeah, he was very young in that. He wasn't great. He wasn't great in, in that movie uh, <laughs> that I remember. He was also in, wasn't he in that really popular? Um, the Notebook? Oh, yes, The Notebook. But there's another romantic comedy he was in that was quite popular with Steve Carell. Crazy yeah, Stupid sorry. Love. Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah. Love the movie, but I think you could have replaced him with literally anybody. And that and it would have been the same. Like again, I just don't think he's doing anything that's like unique or different. But again, uh, let's uh, let's, let's hear, hear from more. the fans, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, I think we need to. I even though so I was going to start this off with Tyler Vance because I felt like his comments kind of um, kind of encapsulate like everyone else's comments. Like everyone else says like little bits, and Tyler like really maps the whole thing out, but. I felt like we have to hear from Kristen first because she's, of course, the Ryan Gosling super fan. Oh, yeah. This is what launched the whole. Yeah, this this is this is the the comment, the fan that launched the thousand ship was was Kristen's. I don't even remember what the question was. It was just how did Ryan Gosling do? I think it was a very interesting (laughs) question. (laughs) It just went, went off into many directions. I was actually Taylor. Quick, quick, very quick story. I was trying to find the clip. And by say trying to find, I looked for like two seconds. I listened to a little bit of the episode trying to find the clip, clip, but I, I, got, I got so annoyed by my own voice that I, I had to stop. <laughs> that's I, why I, I don't. The clip. That's why I haven't listened to any of our episodes aside from the pilot. I, I don't hate like the sound I, of my own voice. I, I hate, it. hate listening to my own recording. So. Okay, yeah. we, we're agreed on that one. Um, okay, Kristen uh, has responded. Great. And uh, here, here's her here's her message. I simply can't believe it. How could you say that he is a bad actor? Again, I didn't say that. Uh, he's been in so many amazing movies. Drive, The Notebook, The Nice Guys, Crazy Stupid Love, to name a few. He clearly has to have a lot of talent or else how else would he get into these movies? Funny enough, though, my thoughts on Ryan Gosling have actually stirred trouble in more than one time in my life. I remember that there was this one time during a movie night where a bunch of friends got together and we had this exact same argument, LOL. 
to each his own, I guess. But do either of you feel like you have an actor who you like that it kind of goes against popular opinion? I do think that Ryan Gosling is actually quite popular. And some the what stirred the conversation was someone else was disagreeing with me about Ryan Gosling. And we all got into an argument about it. Do you think you have someone like that where you just don't, you just think they're a great actor and other people don't agree? That comes from Kristen. She signed it. Kristen, Ryan Gosling's true love, though he doesn't know it yet. <laughs> so Kristen, thank I you, think he's like two babies in with Ava Mendez. You have a little while. Yeah, I think he's I think he's pretty happy. He's got the babies. He's got a life. But um, you never know. We'll we'll hold out hope. Um, Mike, Kristen may be a new listener or she has a short memory. Frequently on the show, my hate for Tom Hanks comes up. It is no secret on this show. That well, I do not no, I like think, Tom Hanks. I think her question is, if, is there someone you love? that? Oh, my mind automatically went to the people I hate. I yes, was like, yes, Meryl Streep. No, no. She's Tom asking, Hanks. She, she's asking more if there's somebody that you really like that you think uh, most people actually don't. Okay, I'm um, going to have to think for a minute. You, you go might. ahead. Well, I mean, I, I want to address, first of all, in her earlier... So these movies that she's listing, some of them are good movies. I just don't think... Like, to me, the mark of a of a good actor let alone just an actor a mark of a good actor is you can't really see another person in that role or the list of people that you could see playing that role are pretty small and you're a different character in in the different movies like i like i couldn't even tell you i've seen crazy stupid love the nice guys the notebook and drive now i've seen the nice guys and crazy stupid love probably like more i've seen that multiple times i think they're both really good movies i can't tell you the name of his character i can't tell you much about him I know he's there and he's like being quirky and, and somewhat bumbling, but also confident at the same time. Like that's his character. He just doesn't do anything else. I don't really remember the notebook. I've only seen it twice. I remember not liking the ending though of the notebook. I don't, I don't remember why, but anyway, so I don't know. I think you're listing really good movies, but I think if you took Ryan Gosling out and, and plopped in somebody else, it, it wouldn't change that much. So that's kind of my first comment and why I don't, think he's a he's he can act but um i don't think there's somebody that i re- well okay i mean hmm it's a good question <laughs> this is that's a that's a hard one because i think i think there's a few people who i i don't bash as much as other people do but that's because i just accepted what like ryan reynolds is the ultimate example i i just think ryan reynolds yeah he's not a great actor but he does the one thing and he does it exceptionally well like ryan reynolds playing the Deadpool type character is better than anything Ryan Gosling can do. And it's like not even close. So that's kind of my opinion on, on some people that's a little controversial where I'm like, yeah, okay. He's a bad actor, but Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds at least can act. It's just, he can do this kind of one specific thing. I think I like Joaquin Phoenix more than most people like him. I think most people think he's a pretty talented actor. I think people like are annoyed by him, but like I like him a lot. And I also really like the actor in Psycho, uh, American Psycho. I'm blanking on his name. The Machinist. He played Batman in the Christopher Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, I feel like people don't. But maybe, but maybe those that is that people don't like them as people and not. You know what I mean? Like I think those two actors have a bad personal reputation totally totally you know who i hate that a lot of people like is jared leto like i think i brought that up on the show in terms of the people that i hate i hate jared leto and a lot of people think he's a great actor 
I think he was a good actor. And then uh, he went on a silent retreat. Yeah, things just and he came back and it was COVID. I <laughs> think that's still not the best story I've ever heard. I he didn't love realize, just yeah. because it's him, because of, of all people, it's Jared Leto who like yeah. goes away on the sound. He comes back and didn't realize it was COVID. Like it's pretty funny. I would say, uh, yeah, like the people that I really like, they aren't contested for being bad actors. That people just think they're kind of can we bad say. People. Can we say D-bag on the show, Mike? I don't know if that's a swear. Borderline. Yeah, say, but anyways, they think they're let's jerks. Let's assume not. They think they're <laughs> yeah. jerks, right? So, Which is, I mean, I think Joaquin Phoenix is is a little... He, he's he's turned a lot of people off with his, his speeches. His anti- I, I Yeah, and I agree. Like, I think Joaquin Phoenix, don't, don't ever interview him. Like, that's my opinion with him. Just let him do his thing, don't interview him. Christian what Bale, yeah, a lot of people don't like him. Like, a lot of well, people he had, don't like he him. He had some troubles like a violent he has a violent streak i could see it uh i could definitely see that they've been reporting you know who i really like and you don't hear a lot about because he's in so many movies with will ferrell john c Riley's a really good actor that's true you people don't talk about him that much he's good he's fantastic uh he's really really good in chicago um he's done a bunch he's done a million movies like he's in so many things but he's one of those actors that can transition from that silly ridiculous comedy to more serious things. Like he can yeah. do that without much of an he issue. Has the to range. me, that's a good actor, right? That's a, you've got some range, you've got some ability, you are, you step out of bad actor to good actor. We both like uh, Rob Pattison. Yep. <laughs> and he gets a lot, a lot of, of people don't. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's one. Yeah. I think he's a good actor and he gets a lot of, but that's just a lot of people have only seen him in Twilight. Like they haven't, seen him in anything else and now hopefully the batman um which i think like i don't remember there being much negativity about him once people saw the movie like, I think yeah people I, all the, accepted he was good the internet really quieted down i think people yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think people yeah. were like okay it was fine like yeah <laughs> it was a pretty yeah. good movie nothing well, quiets you down as much <laughs> as that type of thing right where you're just kind of proven wrong and it's a like yeah oh, yeah what are you gonna do yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I think Robert Pattinson is probably the best example um, of that. Uh, okay, let's go to Tyler Vance because he he's got a he's got a quite a doozy here. Um, he starts the email. By the way, the email is titled "Stairs Stare Intensifies." So, you like know, like um, like he's staring. Okay. Yeah, and it's intense. Not stairs. Not like a. Well, because I thought he was making an an like a. An illusion, or a, he was alluding to uh, True Believer, because there's a staircase in the, oh. the end of that. Anyways, <laughs> that would be a Tyler thing to it do. It's on multiple so. uh, multiple levels. Yes. Uh, so his email begins with "sup?" Question mark. Whenever I'm listening <laughs> through an episode of Screening Kingston, I'm low key taking notes of things that I could write an email about. Um, remind me to come back to this that point, Taylor. Remind me to come back to that first sentence. Um, then if I get through an episode and any of those things seem worthy of airtime using my own internal gauge for such a thing, of course, <laughs> I write otherwise, then I move on. Um, when our last, when the last episode on Prey and the Gray Man, I was going through this exact same process as usual. I was coming up with some stuff. Perhaps I would write an email stating my unironic love for the three Matrix sequels. 
maybe I'd write an email in defense of Predators, the Predator sequel starring Adrian Brody and Topher Grace. That is actually pretty good. Uh, but then Mike started bad-mouthing Kristen's boy, Ryan Gosling, and I knew immediately I would be writing an email about it. Uh, putting aside the rather subjective fact that Ryan Gosling's performance in both Drive and Blade Runner 2049 are stellar examples of acting, I think that uh, the best defense for old Ryan's acting chops actually comes from the comedy The Nice Guys. And he, he plays a bumbling private eye detective that stumbles his way through the crime of the century in the 1970s LA. If Mike watches that Pearl and comes back saying that, indeed, Ryan Gosling is a bad actor uh, that is not, quote, not funny, then <laughs> there's truly no hope for an objective reality and humanity's descent into madness is all but assured. Sincerely, Tyler, the predictable Scorpion Vance. P.S. Seriously, though, I do think Predators is pretty good. What's not to love about an over-the-top sci-fi romp where the greatest warriors of modern Earth are abducted and placed in a jungle planet hunted for stock by aliens? Mike, it's like you don't even like movies or something. <laughs> Tyler. Yeah, so there's a lot to get in here. Um, but let's lot, talk... Lot to... Dive into. Let's talk Predators first. Yeah, Predators is fine as an over-the-top sort of a little bit B satirical. Movie? Yeah, like B-movie. It's fine. Like Predators, I will say, is an entertaining watch. I just don't think it's a very good movie because it does get ridiculous. And I don't think Predator dogs are interesting. Like it's, I think that, that was a bit too far. Um, so that's kind of my feeling on Predators um yeah I've, i actually <laughs> i had forgotten about the adrian brody one until i saw a, a, like a little clip from it and went oh yeah i remember watching that um but yeah it, it was okay but but not great um yeah the nice guys is a great movie tyler brian gosling is like mediocre to fine in it like is that what you like that's the best thing i can say about him is he he performed the role that he normally does the whole like yes okay he plays a bit of a bump he, he bumbles around a bit he's he talks with the same swagger that he talks in every movie that's he, he, it's the same character just they had him bumble a bit that's just how he talks that's not his fault no that's not how he talks that's how he talks now because he changed it because he <laughs> didn't want to speak so canadian Okay, don't get me started on the way he, he uses words in his cadence. Um, yeah, The Nice Guys, excellent movie. I give it a see it. it. Even the dynamic between the characters is interesting. It's well written. It is kind of fun. I bet you if you replace Ryan Gosling with almost anybody else, that one of the movie Chris's? still works. Yeah, any Chris. Um, I put one of him, the Chris's. Yeah, yeah, I put Ryan Gosling kind of in the same category as the Chris's. You know, Hemsworth, Pratt, the other one. See, <laughs> like, okay, all right. They're so fine. That's an they're fun, Mike. They're that's fun a, to watch. That's an interesting barometer because I would rank each Chris a little differently, and the lowest Chris on the scale to me would it's be Pratt. Chris Pratt, who's almost not quite, but almost at Brendan Fraser '90s level. Like, that's kind of the way I see him. Fun in movies, does these kind of action movies, got a little bit of humor on the side, can do some humor, that type of thing. I still think Ryan Gosling is not as good as the lowest Chris. Because Chris Pratt can at least do at least the one thing that he does, just like Brendan Fraser, just like Ryan Reynolds, they do that one thing well. You can say what you want about them otherwise, but they do the one thing well. What is Ryan Gosling's one thing? Quiet, 
and and swagger and then every once in a while he has a problem like opening the stall of a washroom like that's yes that was a very funny scene from the nice guys congratulations on doing a little bit of physical comedy like acting 101 he probably learned that in his first day of active school here in canada and then just used it <laughs> right? like it's not here in canada this, he no, didn't this go, is, i don't this think is, he, mike i don't <laughs> think he went to acting school i think he went right to the mickey mouse club Oh, did he write to Mickey? Oh, was he on the Mickey Mouse Club? Was With that his Justin first thing? Timberlake. And... Ah, I see. I see. I see. He's well, been like, around quite. I didn't mean quite to a take time. a shot at theater acting schools in Canada. You're better than Ryan. That's Ross, because because okay? Mike, if he had done acting school in Canada, he probably would be better because <laughs> Rachel McAdams, great example, graduate of York University. I would say program. maybe Good he actor. wouldn't be getting the roles he was getting. Maybe. Well, Rachel McAdams breaks that mold though. Fair enough. Right? Like, here, here's a pretty star who can act, who's been in multiple roles, does multiple things, has a pretty good career. She's but she didn't do that. She didn't do the CBC style of acting. Uh, this, she did I was for the... two seconds. She did. She did. She was in <laughs> Slings and Arrows, actually, which was a CBC show by that Canadian actor, director who always acts and directs in his own stuff. Murdoch Mysteries guy. No, not Murdoch Mysteries, guys. Oh, I can't. Remember. Paul Gross. Paul oh, Gross. Oh, um, Passchendaele. Yes, Passchendaele guy. Yeah. And yeah. it was about basically Slings and Arrows was about people performing at Stratford. Like it wasn't okay. a documentary. It was like a TV series. I think it right. lasted one season. I think you can still find it on Netflix, actually. And Rachel Maybe McAdams CBC Gem. did have a part on that. Pro- Yo, yes, definitely on CBC Gem. I'm sure you can find it on CBC Gem. We love CBC Gem. Mike, I was going to um, promise. I promised myself I wasn't going to make fun of Canadian acting. And yet here we are <laughs> making fun of Canadian actors. Right. Well, it's we hard. We're talking rabbit. about a Canadian beloved Canadian actor. I just, I just think there are examples of Canadian actors who are better. Like Rachel McAdams, I would say is a good actor. Yeah, she's very M- good. multiple, multiple different types of roles. Now, this is interesting, and Tyler brings up some great points, and I love the way Tyler frames arguments. I, I would think that this should be our first ever debate topic on this show. We've been talking for a long time about doing some sort of movie debate, movie talk thing where we have some sort of battle of a topic. I think it should be Ryan Gosling, maybe even get more specific and just break down the nice guys and do like go into that. I don't know, but I think that would be a lot of fun. I think clearly there's some passion for Ryan Gosling. I think it would be great if this was our first topic. Okay. Lock it in. Something to consider, Tyler. Um, that might be one of the things, well, I won't spoil our our uh, announcement at the end of the show, but that, Mike, that could slot into a special upcoming episode fairly easily. Yes, it could, though that's out of our control a lot, though, you know? Like, yeah. what if what if our fans want something else? We'll talk Which... about it at the end of the episode. You know? <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. No, knowing our fans, it'll be the things we... Don't want aren't to. expecting and they'll <laughs> want to do them and it'll be different. Um, I wanted to quickly Tyler said a really funny thing here the whenever he's listening, he like low-key takes notes. A couple people have said that in correspondence what? with us. Where they like will be listening to the show and like noting in their head, Oh, that's something I could write in about or think about. And it's just it's like they're all waiting for us to say something. To slip up. <laughs> to like, they, to our listeners in, you know. do more homework listening to the show than we do to make the show. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> Anyways, we um, love you guys. Keep writing your yes. notes. <laughs> Thank you for your comments, Tyler. Um, I reject 
your premise on the nice guys. I'm happy to have more discussions. Um, I, I think the movie was funny. I don't think Ryan Gosling added anything that made it funny. Moving on. Next question. Who are we going to here? Ah, we'll go to Akil. Uh, Akil starts his message with, ooh, Mike's in some trouble now. I know <laughs> from some experience that there seems to be a certain amount of fandom around some stars, especially the few that we have from Canada who really, really make it. I can't say I 100% disagree with what he's saying. I do find him kind of bland overall in some of the roles, but I have to but to say that he can't act at all I think is a bit much. I thought Ryan Gosling was really solid in Drive. I know there's a couple other movies that I've seen him in where I thought, "Oh, he was good or I liked him in that role." I can kind of see your point that he doesn't do too much and in a lot of the roles he plays, he seems to get into that typecasting. But still, I think people are going to hate on you for this comment, uh, which makes for a great podcast that I can't wait to listen to. So that comes from Akil. Akil's not wrong. (laughs) And and, yes, and Akil also, see how Akil doesn't disagree with me? Not disagree. He said, it sounded like he can't, totally agree or disagree but once again he likes drive which is yeah that seems to be like the the the, uh the real that movie seems to be people's hill to die on drive yes yes. i mean i think the best movie ryan gosling's ever been in is probably still the nice guys like in terms of what is the best movie i think that's a if you really want to look at something that's at least a better example because it's it's pretty good. I, st- I can't get over the fact that they cut all his dialogue from Drive. Like, that changed the entire perception of that movie for me. But you don't know why they cut the dialogue. No, I don't. So... I can suspect, though, <laughs> having heard Ryan Gosling talk. Um, <laughs> we gotta get, we, I'm only giving Ryan Gosling five more minutes, so we got to get through, like, a couple more fan questions here. Um, so this one comes from Laura. Laura says, you know... Taylor's been really quiet during this entire Ryan Gosling conversation. I feel like we're not letting Taylor get in her two cents on whether or not Ryan Gosling is a good actor. I think we need to stop silencing Taylor and let her speak her piece. (laughs) This is your opportunity. Go for it. Okay, Taylor. I think here's the thing. I think Ryan Gosling is fun to watch and I enjoy the movies that he's in. Do I think that Ryan Gosling is going to win an Oscar? No. But I, I think that's my whole problem when I was watching The Gray Man. I'm like, is he good? I don't know. But I, he could stay on screen for another three hours. I wouldn't hurt, you know? Like, So I would say that he is a fine Canadian actor that we should all support and continue to go see. Because clearly people really enjoy his movies. And I think there's something to be said about his blandness i think he's the type of face and actor where directors use him as a blank slate for audiences to project upon so is that typecasting probably but is he able to do what directors want in the sense that he's kind of you know like a clay blob i think he is able to do that so i like way back when we were talking a lot about ted ted bundy because Netflix put out the documentary and then um, Zac Efron played him in a movie on Netflix. And I wanted to, in my opinion, maybe I didn't bring this up on the show, but I'm pretty sure I tweeted this. (laughs) Not that anyone reads my tweets. But um, 
I thought better casting would have been Ryan Gosling for Ted Bundy because of the very thing I'm describing. He's that bland, handsome, blank slate that allowed Ted Bundy to operate for as long as he did. So again, do I think he's a phenomenal actor? Maybe not, but whatever he's doing seems to work because people continue to go see his movies and enjoy watching him on screen. So, bam. Mic drop. End of discussion. End of discussion. (laughs) Two two more fan (laughs) questions to quickly go through here. Uh, Lily says, hmm, I don't know about this one. I think Ryan Gosling has done way too much to call him a bad actor. I mean, surely you've seen him in something that you've liked. What about First Man? I think Mike reviewed that movie and was pretty positive about it. Maybe not, and I might be misremembering, but at least uh, in the past four years, I don't think we've ever heard you both talk negatively about dear old Ryan. Poor guy. Lily's the Poor s- guy. What? He's a- <laughs> Lily's the second to say, old Ryan. <laughs> old yeah, Canadian we're gonna Ryan. What? Okay, everybody, he's fine. Ryan Gosling, he does not care. He doesn't listen to the show. He doesn't care what we say. He's he's a millionaire movie star. With, with did you say he was married to Ava Mendez? They're in like a. They're not married, married, but they're together. But they have two children. Yeah, they're, they're together, together. And have two kids. Yeah. yeah, so he's fine. Like you don't have to like not poor Ryan. Like there's nothing. He's he's doing fine. Um, First Man was a was you know was a decent movie, a pretty good movie. I again he was he was a, he was a, nothing but a a brick wall. But apparently that's who um, Neil Armstrong was. Like that, that's what I think my dad was telling me that Neil Armstrong was chosen to command that mission because he was less of a liability than Buzz Aldrin, who would just say whatever he wanted. Um, and they wanted someone who was quieter, more stoic, not doesn't really give much. And that's just who he was. Like the, the one of the most awkward scenes, I think, in cinema is him saying like goodbye to his children before he goes to space and sitting at the table. Like it's one of the most awkward um, 15 minutes of, of cinema history. So, I, I mean, I guess that was the character, but he was still the same. Uh, quickly to the end here, cause we're running out of time. Uh, Josh, the inqu- our inquisitor uh, says, oh, hey, yeah, I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Ryan Gosling, was an important part of Gangster Squad, but in Mike's defense, he was also an absolute liability. You remember the Titans? <laughs> what Gangster Squad? That's not even. Is he in Gangster Squad? I I guess so. <laughs> with Ben Affleck? Um, no. With isn't Emma Stone in Gangster Squad? I don't know if I've ever seen Gangster Squad. I don't remember it being good, and I also don't remember him in it. But um, anyway, <laughs> continuing on is he has he. This is a good way to transition because he. Oh uh, yeah, Ryan Gosling, um, Sean Penn, Josh Brolin, oh, Emma Stone. Everybody but Ben Affleck. <laughs> ben <laughs> Affleck was in a gangster movie, probably around the same time. Oh okay, well there you go. Um, and then so he's got two questions that are not Ryan Gosling related. Okay. Um, he so for me does nope match up to the quality of Jordan Peele's previous movies. The trailer seemed very confusing. And then for you, Taylor, he wants to know, who was your favorite character in Bullet Train? Was it the Fiji water bottle? 
Okay, Josh being close. Uh, get to the Fiji water bottle in a second. Uh, nope was uh, yes up to Jordan Peele's current standard. The trailer uh, was once you see the movie, you you discover the trailer is quite ambiguous. Actually, um, what's going on is is quite quite different than what the trailer gives you. There's a, there's some twists and turns in there. Um, but yes, it, uh, it definitely holds up. Uh, Taylor, who is your favorite character on the bullet train? Tangerine. Is that a, a human being or? A, a, <laughs> yes. A, a, yeah, it was a human okay. being. It was not the Fiji water bottle, but maybe okay. the Fiji water bottle is a close second. Oh, okay. Was the, or was Clementine, the Fiji water bottle a big? Tangerine uh, or Clementine. They had funny Are, are those fruits or humans? It was a human. Is the Fiji water bottle a, a bottle of water? Yes. Or is it a yes. person also named Fiji water bottle? Okay. All right. Yeah. So I liked oh, Tangerine, the human being. The Fiji okay. water bottle was a Fiji water bottle. Okay. To be clear. These names are confusing. Okay. I know. <laughs> and it's an ensemble cast. So like it's, there's a lot of moving pieces with this movie. Yes. Starring real actor Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, Who was not the best part of the movie. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, we'll we'll get into that. So that's that's going to conclude our Ryan Gosling talk, everybody. Uh, we're going to move on unless we decide uh, Ryan Gosling will return in some sort of movie debate. argument debate show thing that we do. I almost said movie fights, which used to be a thing, but you're not allowed to take that name. Um, so we're going to review our two movies now. But I just want to remind people: if you want to continue to write in. Um, like our fans are doing, if you're new to the show, because I know we, we kind of get some new people here and there. Um, you can write into us anytime about anything that we talk about on air. Our fans kind of make this show. So screeningandkingston at gmail.com is our email, or just go to our website, screeningandkingston.com, and you can get uh, a form there that you just fill out and submit. All we really need is a first name and an email address to prove you're human. And otherwise, it doesn't even have question. to be your real name. Doesn't even have to be a real name. I'm not even sure that Tyler Vance is named Tyler Vance. Fiji water bottle. Might be something Fiji water bottle. Um, okay, so let's talk movies. I saw Nope. You saw Bullet Train. Uh, I've been doing a lot of talking. So Taylor, uh, I'm going to get some water, and you tell us about the water bottle and what happened on the Bullet Train. Okay, so Bullet Train is one of those movies where. I knew the movie existed, didn't really know a lot about it, but had been seeing teasers for it when I was going to the Cineplex. Um, I don't think I saw a full trailer, but I saw like snippets of it in the pre-show and it was enough to get me interested. And truthfully, it was going to be Bullet Train or Nope and Bullet Train had better showtime. So I ended up seeing <laughs> Bullet Train. Um, no, it, was out, it was out more recently, I think. So Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope was, it's been in theaters a little bit longer. Um, and to be honest, Mike, I'm looking forward to your review of Nope because I too um, was a little bit confused or I guess it, not so much confused, but I thought like, am I going to like this movie? Because it looks really sci-fi alien-y. And so that's why I haven't truthfully rushed out to see Nope because I don't like sci-fi as much as I like paranormal. So th just as an aside, I too, listeners, am eager to hear Mike's review of Nope. But uh, back to Bullet Train. So Bullet Train is an ensemble cast 
and uh, Brad Pitt is the lead. Um, he is Ladybug in the movie. <laughs> and uh, he is, I guess you could say, like an assassin slash like criminal for hire who has taken a sabbatical after receiving some therapy. And this is his first job back after his sabbatical. And it's supposed to be a very simple snatch and grab um, situation. He's not supposed to kill anyone. He's just supposed to grab a briefcase and get off um, a train. So it's set in Japan. And in Japan, for people who like trains, they have bullet trains. They're very, very, very fast. And the idea is that he's riding this bullet train. He's supposed to get off at the very next stop. But each stop is only a minute so, like, if you miss your stop, you have to stay on the train until the next stop. So, um, of course, shenanigans, shenanigans ensue. He is not the only assassin on the train <laughs> at this time. And um, hence the ensemble cast. And uh, they all kind of have their own, um, their own assignments. And they're all kind of different, but they also all overlap. And so the movie is essentially takes place all on this train um, for two hours of the cast kind of interacting and the story kind of develops and grows from there. So if you like um, things with Yakuza, trains, assassins, Russian mafia, <laughs> like this movie <laughs> is for you. It definitely felt like a Guy Ritchie movie. Like it reminded me a lot of The Gentleman. Um, it's fast paced. I would say that I um, really liked that it was contained to the train, but when they would kind of, um, and there's like a, there's a lot of flashbacks, which are really great. Um, and I enjoyed those, but when they would move away from the train in real time and kind of show um, like Japan, like, you know, the train traveling in Japan, I found the CGI really distracting. So mm. that's my biggest complaint. Luckily, it did not happen very much, but pretty much the whole climax was CGI. I mean, the whole movie in this day and age, the whole movie's CGI, I guess. Someone right, told me that right. like 10 years ago. They're like, Taylor, everything's CGI now. I'm like, well, some CGI is better than others. So like, you know, like action sequence CGI where like the CGI is the effects. Um that was very bad and really detracted from the ending of the movie. This movie is great because it has a lot of cameos or um, reveals. So there's at least there's three instances where you know about characters, but you don't see their faces until like halfway through or at the very end of the movie. And that's like a really fun Easter egg. You're like, oh, I know those people like that was that was a lot of fun. Um, I really liked the flashbacks where it was kind of like, so again, like very, um, uh, very, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on one of the only movie we agree about, Mike, uh, the man from uncle. So you know how like the man from uncle would sometimes (laughs) about more movies than the man from uncle. (laughs) Well, that's our main one. That one we really see eye to eye on, but you know how, um, sometimes it would go kind of back in time to like catch you up to speed if that makes sense sure so like yeah so um that i loved i thought it was i thought the writing was really witty um there are a couple characters who have like really thick english accents kind of that like working class like cockney-ish accent 
could have used subtitles like <laughs> and um brad pitt i had a uh he did not deliver his lines very clearly and I do find that audio mixing has really gone downhill. So I didn't know if it was a case of poor audio mixing or he was just not like enunciating. Um, I could hear the other characters aside from like the British characters because they're they're They just have like really thick accents. But I thought like Brad Pitt's American and he's not doing an accent. He's just talking in his Brad Pitt voice. And there were like times where I could not understand him. So again, I don't know if that's a a theater problem, audio mixing problem, poor direction. I don't know. Um, In terms of the cast, it was really great. Um, uh, For me, the standout was Tangerine, who's played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, who was in Kick-Ass. You don't see him a lot, but he's really, really good. And I wonder if it's because he's there was a little bit of controversy about him marrying his wife, who's a lot older than him, because around the time he married her, he kind of got less acting roles in my, you know, I could be like, that could be complete, complete speculation, but I don't understand why he's not acting more because he's very good and he was very good in this movie. Um, So yeah, like for me, this is like, This is my type of action movie where it's kind of really splashy. You know, the direction's interesting. Um, It's really funny. You know, like it doesn't take itself seriously at all. Um, The ensemble, I'm not always a fan of ensemble cast, but the way that these characters interacted made sense. You know, like it was very fluid how they kept bumping into each other on the train. Um, and it might be the fact that it was like a, a train that helped um, kind of move that action along. The movie is getting some blowback about, um, I don't know if cultural appropriation is the right word, but essentially this movie is based on a Japanese novel, which is like a best-selling novel in Japan. And in the book, as far as I know, or at least like, as far as I can tell, um, the majority of the characters are of Japanese descent. And in this movie, Brad Pitt's character is obvious, like is Japanese in the book, but obviously they casted a white actor and Joey King plays Prince in the book. I guess Joey King's character is also Japanese, but Joey King is a, a Caucasian young lady. So there's been some blowback about that. You know, the, when you mm-hmm. cast, um people of color like characters but then you cast them as white people so but then the author is like no i completely support the casting of the movie so take that (laughs) i mean like for me i'm like if the original creator is fine with the decision i think that kind of ends the the debate yeah. personally like then it's yeah they're the one who wrote it like yeah it's, that's the end like, and they're if, like they don't feel that the character's like wherever the character's from or their background or their ethnicity or what have you, if they don't feel it matters that much and you, and they're fine with the changes, then end of discussion. Yeah. That's and it. I don't, um, cause like the complaint was that Hollywood always does this where they don't let, sure. um, Asian American actors or, um, Asian actors be the stars of the movie. Right. 
But again, yeah, then the so I'm like, that's valid, you know, like they fair enough, like they kept some Japanese Japanese actors, but then chose not to include others. That was a deliberate choice, okay. But then like the paragraph underneath is like, and the author does not care. <laughs> so it's like, and oh, the, and like then the author. <laughs> so it's like, well, if like the actual I don't know. That's a thorny one, right, Mike? Like sometimes there's certain things I, I don't really want to touch with a 10 foot pole, but I just yeah. want to put that out there because uh, some of our listeners do like to know some of the controversy or some of those extra facts mm-hmm. about the movie. So that should be something that's on your radar. It is an adaptation um, and the casting, I guess you could say, isn't true to the ethnicities uh, represented in the book. Um, yeah. I realized that, you know, we need to leave time for Nope and you probably have a lot to say about it. So I'll just mention Brad Pitt because I had said um, earlier in the episode, I didn't think he was that great. Brad Pitt is someone who's like either really, really, really good in his roles or just like, okay. (laughs) And like in, in this movie, this was a case of, I think you could have swapped him out for someone else and it would have still been a fine movie. Um, I thought he was fine. He was serviceable. He was certainly funny. Um, but like, did it have to be Brad Pitt? Like, I don't know if maybe they casted him because he's like a really big name and, you know, like that blockbuster potential. But um, yeah, it was just like, it was okay. You know what I mean? Like he was fine. Yeah. I think also it's hard when you have someone like Aaron Taylor Johnson who like, he went hard. You know what I mean? Like, it was really good. He did a really good job. I will say that Brad Pitt looks like he was having a lot of fun. So. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's probably why he did this movie. Yeah. to have some fun. It's a, it's a really fun movie. For me, it's definitely a see it. Like, this is a good summer, go to the movie theater, see it even like a late night. You know what I mean? Like, well mm-hmm. worth it. But just keep in mind that this is not everyone's cup of tea. It is very violent um there's you know a lot of swear words um and it is like a guy Ritchie type film and it's my understanding that people are pretty divided on his movies like not not everyone likes his sense of humor this isn't i should say this is not a guy Ritchie movie as far as i know he has not been involved with this production but you can certainly see his influences on it so if you don't like his type of sort of british gangster british like assassin movies this like probably won't be for you but i loved it it's a see it it's probably one of the better movies i've seen this year yeah yeah well there you go bullet train see it that surprises me that uh that you said that positive things about it but there you go people can uh people always like to pigeonhole my music my movie taste mike but well, yeah, that and I just, I personally just saw the Bullet Train trailers and was kind of like, eh, like it does, <laughs> I'm sure it's, it sounds generic, but it seems to me like you're saying it was more entertaining um, than I thought it would be. But so. I don't, I mean, like, it's hard, it's hard to say, right? Like, would a Marvel fan like this movie? I don't know, because I don't know why Marvel fans like Marvel movies. <laughs> All I know is that I for like Bullet Train. a lot of different Train. reasons, okay? <laughs> we like them for a lot of different reasons. Um yeah, so you know, it's interesting that you said that it won't be everyone's cup of tea because my movie this week is not everyone's cup of tea either, and yeah. that's like that's nope. 
um, from Jordan Peele. I'm I'm a pretty big Jordan Peele fan, uh, way back to his uh, Key and Peele comedy days. Um, love that show. But he um, his directing, you know, he, he did Get Out, wrote and direct and produced Get Out, and same with Us. And now this is uh, this is Nope. Um, it definitely, as I mentioned before, it holds up. Like it's it's a movie that to me, if you like his other movies, you're gonna like this one. Um, it is a little it is a little out there. It is a little different. I I don't think it's as big as a stretch um, and as out there as Us is. Like I think that movie is is more so uh, a bit all over the place. Whereas I think Nope Nope is a very condensed small story about um, a brother and sister who have this their their like Hollywood horses farm where they basically train horses to do various commercials and movies. And that's what they do. And something is going on in this kind of small desert community where horses and humans are being taken away in various ways. So this movie definitely with, I mean, I don't know how much spoilers I can really get into or should get into. Mike, I was going to ask like, are you able to give us a genre or is that too much of a spoiler? So like, I think it's too much of a spoiler. Is this a creature feature? Is this ghost? Is this pair? Like, you know what I mean? But like, I guess that would would ruin, that would ruin the reveal. What, what is going on is, is, Obviously, the reveal of that is kind of a big part of the movie. And it is a little, um, it's a little ambiguous in the sense that you're pretty sure this is what it is. And that's what we're being told it is. But it's also like the character's theory in a way. Right. Um, so, you know, is it 100%? But it looks like that's exactly what it is. Um, so, I mean, this movie reminded me a lot of the movie Signs but not necessarily because of, of the net, like aliens, there's a lot more going on there. Like I can say that, like there's more going on there than, than what this, the trailer tells you. Um, but the reason why it reminds me of science is science is very much on this farm. Yes. There's a few other characters, but really it's these four people that matter. And in Nope, it's actually very similar. Like it's the brother and sister and they're most important and it's isolated on this farm. And then the funny, very funny tech guy from the local like Radio Shack gets involved in this <laughs> as well. And the three of them spend most of the movie together. Um, yeah, so he sets up, There's it's very funny that he sets up their camera because they're, they're trying before even anything going on with the town, their horses are going missing and right. acting weird. So they think they're being robbed. They go to Radio Shack or like a local, like basically Radio Shack type thing. They get all this camera equipment. He, this kid comes to set it up and gets sucked into this whole world. Like it's uh, obsessed with it, like with, with what's going on there as they are, uh, because he believes it's aliens and there's, there's more to it. So he, he keeps like randomly coming back. Like he'll just show up and be like, oh, you got to fix like your cameras. Just checking uh-huh. in. Yeah, just checking, checking what's going on. So he gets kind of wrapped in. So the three of them are really kind of the focal point. There's a few other things going on, but they're, they're kind of the main characters. You see their journey and their sort of discovery uh, of it. And and it to me, it was highly entertaining, highly engaging. Jordan P. 
Peele does a very good job of it's this movie isn't jump scares like I felt like us was jump scares and violence. This movie is closer to get out in its atmosphere. Yeah. It's the atmosphere and the unsettling feeling that creates the sense of fear. It's not necessarily jump scares, even though there's some great moments. It's also like this is the funniest, I think, of his three movies. Um, there's a lot of really great humor in it. Um, the humor is used very, very well. Uh, the, so Daniel Kalua, who plays uh, the kind of main guy, he's kind of a quiet, reserved, not really good speaking in public, uh, fumbles on his words kind of character, whereas his sister is the exact opposite. The showman. Like she, yeah, the, oh yeah, the showman and like very loud and very proud and very like just kind of all over the place. And played by Kiki Palmer, who I've, I've never seen her in anything. And she was an absolute standout. I think she um, might be a comedian. Like, I think she typically does comedic roles. But I could, okay, be, co- yeah. I could be completely wrong. But She she was phenomenal. Like, her and Daniel Kaluuya were, were fantastic. Um, she, she was great. And again, that dynamic of he just can't speak in public and kind of, is kind of reserved and is a man of few words. Whereas she's just like, talk loud all over the place. Like, it worked really well to have them both be very, very different in that way. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really entertaining. It was interesting. Um, I was satisfied by the twist and what was going on, but I could see some people being like, what, uh, what, it doesn't make sense. When uh, you like Google it, Mike, like cause yeah. I was Googling, um, whether it's available to rent yet, like on YouTube or whatever. And, um, it's like, you know, you Google nope and it's like, nope, ending explained. It's like the yeah, first yeah. thing that comes up. Well, the thing about Jordan Peele that he does very, very well, and that I always credit directors for doing that, is he's able to spell things out in a way that I think is very clear, but is not talking down to the audience. Like, he is giving us some credit, but isn't, like, he's not, I wouldn't say Jordan Peele's a, a very, like, subtle director. I just think he does a good job of when we spell things out. I'm doing it for plot purposes, and it's clear as to why the characters are trying to figure this thing out. Like, I, I it, like even in Us, I felt like when he finally spelled it all out for us, they, he did it in such a way that was like, oh, you're also letting us see it. We're not just being told something, we're discovering it by seeing it. Right, and if you really kind of miss, if you misunderstand what's shown to you, that's kind of yes. on you. Yes, exactly. So when people like, oh, we've got to explain the ending. The ending is extremely clear. Um, what happened is extremely clear. Um, I The journey to get there was what was interesting and what was fun. This this movie is a, is a lot of fun to watch. I, I can see why it won't be for everyone. I can see why some people will be like, whatever. But for me, it's the perfect type of horror thriller where it's not jump scare heavy and there's no nuns. And it's just... <laughs> Two or three characters trying to figure out something. It could have a touch of sci-fi. It could be something else. It was very well done um, for those reasons. Now, a little bit of a warning here. There's one sort of storyline and thread that is not... I I know why it's in the movie. I don't know if it was 100% necessary. But it might upset some people. It involves Uh... a family and a monkey. Uh, and oh. it might cause some people to be a little uh, upset and it is a little bit much and he does push things further than than I had thought he was going to push it. 
I understand why it's in there. I get the parallels he's trying to make. Um, it's set up the character for, um, so Stephen, um, Stephen Yen, um, from, uh, he was in Walking Dead and, um, uh, Minari. Yeah. He was the father in that. Yeah. He, he was in this movie. He was very good in it. His character has a big kind of background that has to do with this monkey. Um, and I get, again, I get why. I just don't know if it was a hundred percent necessary to do that. And, and like in terms of like violence towards animals or violence towards people, this movie's actually quite light on that. And you, you know, nothing really, you don't really see anything bad with like the horses or anything, but the monkey sequences and there's some flashbacks and there's some seeing about things. It, it does push it a bit. So, so I just think that that is an important mild trigger, trigger warning for animal yes. violence, or is it not yes. violence? For yes, definitely animal violence. Okay. Um, and people violence and violence towards animals and animal violence towards humans. And there's some blood and gore, and there's a pretty uh pretty big sequence where again, because Jordan Peele is such a good director, he does do the sort of jaws thing where you don't really see everything. Like there's but a lot know. of like you know, but you know, on. and there's one or two things that happen where I'm like, ooh, I don't think everyone's gonna like I can see people being very upset about that. So that is a little bit of a warning. Otherwise it's a see it for me. Nope. It's a fantastic movie. It it's right there. Like it's not quite, I would say get out for me is still number one. Nope would be two. And then us is three. Um, I thought Nope was, was very well done. Cool. There you go. Um, we're pretty much it. That's the end of the episode. We have like a minute left to make a very quick announcement, Taylor. So we've got to make it talk fast. The premise, the premise, for our uh, four-year anniversary show is we are inviting back almost everyone or as many people as we can. I've emailed some of them. I'm continuing to email some of them. Uh, anyone who's been on the show, who's contributed to the show in a big way, to have their own segment on this episode. So this episode might be a little bit longer, might split it into two parts, that type of thing. And you, our fans, are going to have a chance to vote. So watch out late this week, probably by the end of this week, definitely before next week's podcast, we are going to release the names of each of the people who are coming on the show and topics that you get to vote on to decide what they're going to talk about. Do you want Tyler Vance to talk about Star Trek? You vote Star Trek. Do you want Tyler Vance to come debate with Brian Gosling? You click Ryan Gosling. Um, we're going to invite back as many people as we can, try to really fill the episode, and you get to choose what topics they discuss. So look for that this week, and we'll remind you on next week's episode. We'll probably give you about two weeks to get all the voting in, but we will release it by the end of this week. So go to screeningandkingston.com for more on that. Go see some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.